Hello and welcome to Rising Above Podcast, brought to you by your host, Georgia Peck. I'm bringing you some of the most inspiring and narrative-shifting stories, opinions and experiences from all over the world. Real and raw stories, from entrepreneurs to health specialists to your everyday being. From fast fashion to mindset and breaking away from the crowd and stepping into your most authentic, thriving self. I'm helping to shift society's narrative and environment with slow eco-fashion, which you can find at risingaboveco.com. Enjoy the episode. Uh, but for those of you that don't know me, my name is Marielle. I also go by Mindful Sonder. Um, I've been working with Fierce Calm for forever, <laughs> for as long as I can, for as long as I've been teaching. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm also a life coach. Um, and interestingly enough, I did a charity event with Lee. Uh, just as the pandemic happened last year. And I was one of the opening teachers for, for that charity fundraiser. And I remember one of the first things that I talked about when I was starting the class was how, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me, I felt that we lived rather isolated lives quite a bit before we were forced into isolation. So I remember very specific moments in my life where I had been surrounded by people that never felt more alone. Um, And the funny thing is, a lot of it was because everything I was looking for was outside of myself. I was always searching for belonging outside of myself. And when we're constantly swept up in non-essentials, we tend to forget the things that matter to us. We tend to forget who we want to be, who we are. And I think that that has been one of the biggest lessons of this past year. Now, the funny thing is, I am pregnant, uh, (laughs) my second child, and (laughs) thank you, thank you. It's been a very tough year. Um, I know we've all had our different versions of of challenges, but for the last year, I've been been talking to people, and I've just been saying, gosh, it's been so hard, it's been so hard, and I can't help but compare what it was like to my daughter's pregnancy. And if I could summarize what that time was to me, it was happiness. I was in the best place of my life, and I feel so bad for this poor baby who is absorbing a lot of very complicated um, emotions. But I wanted to share something with you guys uh, that I thought of when I thought of the word happy. And there's this, I don't know if you guys have come across this reading or. Uh, from Pope Francis, but a tiny little excerpt that I wanted to share with you guys. He says, to be happy is not to have a sky without storm, a road without accidents, work without fatigue, relationships without disappointments. To be happy is to find strength in forgiveness, hope in battles, security in the stage of fear, love in discord, It is not only to enjoy the smile, but to also reflect on the sadness. It is not only to celebrate the successes, but to learn lessons from the failures. It is not only to feel happy with applause, but to be happy in anonymity. Being happy is not a fatality of destiny, but an achievement for those who travel within themselves. So I'm going to apologize now because I've written something out. For those of you that know me well, I love to write. 
as much as I love public speaking, I'm a much better writer. I'm also pregnant and I forget everything. So I'm gonna share uh, a little something that I put together for you guys today and then hopefully the rain will stop. It'll be like magic and we can all get out of here. Um, we've been living through unprecedented times which can create a lot of fear and anxiety within us. In the face of the unknown, we've been challenged to be brave as we recognize that life isn't about ignoring the difficulties, but finding strength as we participate in whatever comes our way with an open heart. Now, probably the biggest question I've been asking myself in the last year and what I think has been the biggest takeaway is can we learn to find a deeper meaning for the things that we go through? We need to learn to lean into and explore our experiences as every experience that we encounter can have a profound effect on who we are. And it's not so much the experience itself, but the meaning that we give to our experiences. Now, if there's a word that's come out of the last year and a half, for me, it's been resilience. Um, <laughs> in this particular sense, it's not about returning to our original form, because the things that we go through change us on a cellular level. Resilience is how we evolve, how our experiences mold us in order to carry on. In moments of chaos and fear, we can find new ways of being and powerful ways of impacting those around us. You never know when your story could become a page in someone else's survival guide. So with that in mind, I'm gonna close this off by sharing with you guys some of the things that this challenging time has taught me personally. I've learned how important it is to slow down and tune in. If we can allow ourselves the time and space to make the unconscious conscious, then that is where change happens. That is where magic happens. I've learned that acceptance involves endlessly making space within myself, even for the things that disturb or bother me. That space allows me to receive everything as it is. I'm learning, because this one's a hard one, to feel and to let go, especially when I'm no longer pulled to the energy that I want. Letting go doesn't mean that we don't care. It just frees us to be immersed in the now, to see what is in front of us, instead of always looking behind or ahead, to stop worrying about what might happen so that we can focus instead on what is happening right now. I've learned that our beliefs govern our behavior. But here's the crazy thing, a belief is nothing more than a thought you've convinced yourself to be true. So if your beliefs aren't serving your greater good, you have the opportunity to reframe them. I've learned how important it is to find and stay aligned with our purpose. When you love your dharma, no matter what you are doing, you won't feel alone. Finding our purpose in life is often about discovering where we fit in. So keep coming back to your why. I've learned that I can't control what happens, but I can control how I respond to it. Our struggles help us to stumble upon our strengths. And sometimes the hardest lessons to learn are the ones that our spirit needs the most. I've learned that everything in life is calling us to grow. Progress 
gives us a sense of fulfillment. And when we focus on our progress, we can take ownership of our lives. I've learned just how important it is to own our story and own who we are. In order to do this, we need, and these are not my words, but I love them and I've shared them in my class often, we need to own our past. We can't change the facts, but we can change the fiction. Own our emotional life. The moment we stop blaming and complaining is when we get our power back. We need to own our decisions, stop regretting and wishing, decide, and then go all in. We need to own our desires. Be honest about what you want so that the universe can line things up for you. And own your presence. Be intentional with the energy you bring into a space from the thoughts that you think to the words that you speak. Now every time that life knocks us down, we pick ourselves back up as often as change requires us to, as often as it takes for us to come back to ourselves. Now it may feel like we took the long way home, but trust me that it'll be worth it. And if I can leave you with anything, I'd remind you that not all storms come to disrupt our lives. Some of them come to clear our path. And hopefully with that, the rains are clearing. I'm so grateful that you guys stayed. Thank you for listening to me. I hope you had the most amazing day. It has been... I guess like the whole purpose of this is to just hear your story and why it's taken you to where you are now. Oh my goodness. So, um, <laughs> there's got to be a reason. So, well, you're into dharmas. Is that your thing? Well, so, I, ooh, do you want the long version? Do you want me to just take this where it goes? Uh, you could, like, give a short <laughs> version and then expand. And then expand on it. Okay, so the short version is um, I moved around a lot. I'm from a lot of different countries. Uh, I had no idea what, like, who I was, my identity. I grew up very fast. I ended up working 11 years in entertainment, massively burnt out, was very unhappy, and then kind of did the whole 360 into health and wellness. Ironically, my mom's a yoga teacher, mm. uh, and she'd been doing it forever. We're polar opposite people, so I figured if she's a yoga teacher, then I can't be one. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally all my life I thought that. Um, and I was just very lucky because I think when I left the corporate world, I hit a point in my life where I was like, I have to start living for myself, where I felt like most of my life I'd been living, you know, because my dad was really proud of my job and I was doing this for someone else. And I thought people thought it was glamorous. I used to represent models and, you know, I thought that was my identity and who I was. And when I lost that, it kind of stripped me of everything. Um, so I got into teaching yoga, uh, I became a life coach, and just everything changed from there, but I, it's been a long journey. I mean, I, I did therapy all through my 20s. Uh, it took me until I was 30 to really love myself. Um, so when you talk about dharma and, and purpose and calling and, and all those great things, it it wasn't like a very straightforward thing. So again, when people ask, like, how yeah. do you find your purpose? I mean, for me, it was losing yeah. myself to then find myself to then understand what I was yeah. meant to be doing. Do you feel like when you were in the, the corporate role and supporting all these models and big things, did you like identify with that and think that was your purpose? Or you just- No, I never, like, the, and that uh, that's one thing that I would say that people know. Um, 
you know when you're not living your purpose. You do. You, it's like, just like this thing in the back of your mind. Yeah, right? it just like I, I, there were days I remember in, in the job I had before I ended up doing the transition where I was sitting at my desk and I actually could visualize. I felt like quicksand in like a time in a timer. Mm. And I literally could see myself dissolving. And I was like, this can't be life because I don't feel satisfied. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I mean, the modeling side of things was hysterical because I was invited to every major part. I was in L.A. at the time big parties celebrities everything you could think of that on paper people would be like wow, wow. and i was in it and i was so lonely yeah I was so lonely i think that was the biggest takeaway was that i spent most of my life feeling very much alone what was like the i guess the point where you were like this is enough like i've had enough of this oh it was probably that day that i was sitting at my desk reading the daily mail feeling like i was quicksand and i was like this can't be a life and i actually i watched a ted talk by pico Iyer. And in it, he says, sometimes making a living and living a life point in different directions. And I remember, I don't know why I had to ask my dad for permission, but I wrote him an email and I was like, Dad, I am deeply unhappy. I'm really unsatisfied with my job. I'm going to leave it and I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I need to start living a life. And he loved that quote. He still really? quotes it today. He was like, my daughter, you really? know, decided to, wow. to, to yeah, live a life instead of make a living. Um, but that was like... And to be honest, that had been going on for about a year. So like, I think mm. people hit a point where it's like, you just can't anymore. Like, it, you just, it, it, something switches. It's like bad, it's like breakups, you know? Yeah. Like you, you fight for it and you fight for it, but you get to a point if it's not the right one where you're just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm. With the whole permission thing, I personally relate to that because I used to like need permission to do anything or someone's approval yeah. to do anything because you'd just be scared to trust your own instinct. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that a hundred percent and definitely, I mean, a lot of it, if you're like into psychology, I mean, so much of it stems from our upbringing and, and from like the earliest memories that we have of what people reward as good behavior and bad behavior and I think yeah. you know for me I, I'm an older child as well but an overachiever and I think it's very much the um, you, you need to do better and, and I, mm, that was always in my head so I was yeah. always looking for approval like have I done enough have yes. I is this good enough is this um, and usually from my dad yeah, I honestly okay. relate. <laughs> Both my parents, I found I'd, I'd need to seek approval all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because then you're not actually doing things for, for yourself. yourself. Exactly. It's just you're doing things for outward approval. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think those are probably the biggest lessons that we can learn is, is when we start living for ourselves. People tend to respond the way that we originally sought them to. Yeah. So all of that approval we were seeking, when you do things for yourself, you get it naturally rather Eventually, than yeah. Yeah, yeah I think or you don't care because you just own your story you own what you know and, and it becomes yeah, it doesn't better. become you can't uh, I do a lot around creativity um, and when you're constantly worried about what other people think you can't be creative you no. can't be authentic you're um, putting yourself in some kind of box yeah, yeah. absolutely um, and I think everything stems from your ability to be authentic, like having a purpose and living your dharma, like that's all about authenticity. That's all about yeah. a connection to your truth. Um, and if you're worried about approval, which don't get me wrong, like to some degree we all we still all do. Because yeah. we, we want to fit into a tribe essentially from like a long totally. time ago. Well, and also we're like in a world of social media that's so confusing yeah. and we're constantly being bombarded with weird messages and we're social beings. Yeah. Um, we want to be accepted. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I think we also can't sometimes. We need to do things for ourselves sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's ultimate. That's the ultimate. I think it's you have to start with yourself. Yeah. Um, and the rest just kind of happens. How? What would you say, I guess, to someone who, like this girl who walked up, like, if someone says, "What is my purpose? What is my dharma? I feel so lost in my life. I feel just completely drowned." What would you? say the first thing yeah I mean like like I said to her I think it's you have to start with yourself get curious about yourself I think let finding your purpose be your purpose until you find your purpose would you Um, find because someone could interpret that as kind of going down a rabbit hole of overthinking the spiral totally and you're (laughs) right I mean I think I think part of the problem is we put too much pressure on ourselves to find it whereas it should be something we get excited about it's it's a journey and it, it It's the same with everything that we do. When it comes to purpose, we're looking at the destination. We're not looking at the path that gets us there. Mm. And if I can say anything about me and what got me to where I am today, it took me three years of literally doing a bunch of different things that in my mind had nothing to do with each other. And at the end of those three years, they all combined into what I ended up doing. It was really, really bizarre, but everything from my graphic design courses to a travel blog that I was doing. I mean, it became my website, it became my marketing, it became my, like, things. It all links in the end. It does. I think you have to have faith that, that something's there and just be really excited and curious about finding it. Yeah. Instead of, I guess, not taking life so seriously. Yes. To an extent. Yes. Yeah. And also not over, like, every, we, we assume that everything has to be on a grand scale. We think about it with trauma too. Like we think like, I can't say that I've been through a traumatic experience if it's not catastrophic, you know? And it's the same thing with purpose. It's like, oh no, this can't be like, I love to draw, but like surely- Someone else is better. Yeah, and surely like art can't be my purpose. You know, it's the way that we think about things, but it's really what lights your soul up and what brings out the best in you so that you can give the best of yourself to others because purpose has so much to do about our ability to give back. Mm. Um, and what do you personally do to because you are very outwards helping people what do you do to be able to be able to share that with people without burning completely to the ground yeah energy is a tricky thing and and I'm um, I'm very sensitive to like being drained Mm. Um, I think I'm very fortunate in that in order for me to inspire I have to be inspired so it's almost a two-way thing where whenever I'm writing or coming up with these kind of things where I'm trying to help people or even in coaching, um, I need to learn that first. I need to have gone through it. I need to have experienced it so that I can give it back. Because you um, kind of know where people have been and you know how hard it is and you feel inspired to help them. I, absolutely. I've been there and I, like, I was them. So I think it's, it's a very cyclical thing. So my ability to, to give stems also from other people having given to me like I, I'm always mm. learning from other people yeah. uh, I'm always finding inspiration I, I'm obsessed with Brené Brown I'm reading Jay Shetty right now think like a monk um, a lot of the quotes that you'll hear that I include in like my my writings or, or readings or whatever um, it's just constantly trying to and it's reminding yourself that, that especially in these kind of situations in order to inspire, if you're a teacher, in order to inspire your students, you have to learn. You're a perpetual student, so you have to kind of find that inspiration to then pass it on. I feel like we're all students of life. Life. Yeah. Couldn't Always. agree more. If someone says, I know, or I know everything. Oh, then, then, they're, then they're just beginning. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. beginning. Yeah, just, yeah just they, they got a long way to go. They do, they yeah. do. 
So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cool. My gosh, my pleasure. This is unexpected. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it was unexpected for me, but I heard you talking. And I was like, wow, I need to ask him some questions. <laughs> oh my God. Well, anytime. Seriously. So, thank you. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I shall see you in my next episode. Don't forget to make it your mission to do something kind for you today.